Series 2, Episode 7, Challenging Our Assumptions. What is wisdom? What does that word even mean? How can we implement wisdom in our everyday lives? Psychiatrist and executive coach Dr. Sunil invites you to join him on a transformational and sacred quest to experience meaning, purpose, and fun in both your life and work. These podcasts will not only empower you to wisely navigate through a confusing world, but to grow in body, mind, and spirit, which will ultimately have us Dancing with Wisdom. Hello, and welcome to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast with me, Sonora Hager, as we invite you to join us on your quest to make sense of life. That's right. And here I am, Elliot Frisbee, the mere student in all of this. And so am I, I must add as well. We're, yeah, well, we're, we're fellow students together, honestly. Fellow, fellow students, but I'm learning and gaining so much from this. And we're actually into the developing wisdom stage here, the development stage. And there's something that you mentioned, which is challenging our assumptions. Yes. Could you, I, I don't really understand Okay. But could you just break that down and explain what you mean by that? Please? So what I'm saying is that we have assumptions about the way life works, the way the world works, and those assumptions are not immediately visible to us. So it's a bit if you think about a fish in water. Now, if the fish could speak and you ask the fish, what's the water like? If the fish could speak, it wouldn't know how to answer because... You, you talk to fish, don't you, Sunil? Let's just put it out in the open now. You talk to fish. Sorry, carry on. So the point I'm trying to make there is, is that it's in the atmosphere. And so we have assumptions about the world and the universe that we take for granted that, in a sense, hold us back from dancing with wisdom, walking in wisdom, living in wisdom, because we just assume that's the way things are. And it's not necessarily the case at all. That's why, you know, in a sense, as you said, we're talking about developing wisdom. We've talked about uh, managing our ego. We talk about removing the idols. But to help us do that, we've got to challenge our assumptions. And I go through, I mean, I'm sure there are more, actually. I've, I've come up with three main ones. And actually, these are the three myths. Yeah, these are three. Because I'm actually just picking up the book here to find them. Because yeah. I wrote a note down on my sheet here. Um, I right. think it's, it starts it's, around 117. It's on page, there. yeah, page 117, 118. Yeah, chapter six. Yeah, challenging, six, where are challenging our assumptions. I mean, I came up with three. I've been intrigued to know, you know if, if anybody can come up with more. Um, those are ones that I came up with, but I think they're quite. And what, what are the And there's three? obviously assumptions around wisdom. So the first one. Oh, is, hang on. I can help you out here. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to quote from your book, yeah. page 117. The first myth is that wisdom is only good, old-fashioned, plain common sense. And then, just to start you off here, the next fear is, I have to disagree. Well, absolutely. On a number of levels why I disagree with that, one of which is that common sense is not common practice. We know what we should be doing, and so often we don't do it. You know, they talked about the biggest gap in the universe is the knowing-doing gap. Knowing what I should do, and then not doing it or doing the complete opposite. We, you know, we are conflicted creatures. You know, we, we have all these good intentions and we don't practice them. We don't live them out. Mm. So this idea of common sense is actually not that common. And also what comes to us naturally is not necessarily the wisest thing to do. You know, we've talked about in previous podcasts is that somebody says something outrageous and our immediate reaction is to 
you know, again, depending on personality, some people are very much outspoken and say, you know, that was outrageous. And other people choose to sit back and not say anything. The point being is that sometimes it's wiser to speak up, sometimes it's wiser not to speak up. And common sense doesn't necessarily tell you what to do in that point. So common sense, though, yeah, it's a tricky one, common sense. Yeah. Because you may think you're using common sense, yeah. but one person's common sense may be different to, to another. another person. And also, if you, you know, if you look on a global level, you look, look, at, look at the way the world is, you know, where our resources are. I think I give one, one of the quotes there is the amount that we spend on ice cream globally you know would be more than enough to feed the whole world and you know so it's just yeah i mean i mean you can go yeah. simpler than that i mean you can yeah. just yeah. talk about the amount of food waste yeah it, it, and so many and, and everybody knows that's not the right thing to do and yet we carry on doing yeah, it we, carry on we doing know it. that we should learn to live in, in harmony with each other and work things out in a constructive collaborative way and yet we spend billions on arms and guns and things like that now this is now this is a really interesting one i completely agree with this your second you could quote a misconception here yeah and that is a second misconception is that wisdom comes with age <laughs> and time yeah. now that's quite old-fashioned yeah that is quite an old-fashioned approach because it's that whole i mean i probably think i probably come from that last generation hopefully of the don't do what i do do as i tell you yes kind of right. kind of background you know yes. i'm you know i'm the grown-up you're the child yeah, you would yeah. do like that and and i'd like to think that we don't bring our children and the future generations yes. up like that yes but you know it's very very true wisdom doesn't come with age and time unless you've spent that age and time dedicating yourself to trying to find wisdom yes that's right and i think the distinction you're making there really is that experience by itself is not enough it's evaluated experience and again it's interesting you say that about because i mean Coming from a South Asian culture, which does pay a lot of respect and honour, which is a good thing to the older generation. You know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the older generation. And many have made great, I mean, if I think about my own parents, you know, coming uh, as immigrants to this country in 1968, you know, they a great sacrifice to themselves for their children and future grandchildren and future generations. So it's important to honour and respect, I think, people who are before us. But the danger is, is that we go to the extreme and we just assume that because somebody is older, that they have the wisdom. There's a famous Indian saying in Hindi, which always makes me laugh. In English, I'll just say it in English, is, is that my, my we're, we're the two bald guys here. So. But my, <laughs> the, right, the right said Fred uh, tribute band. <laughs> but the phrase in Hindi is, my hair didn't go white by just sitting in the sun. Well, I think, well, actually, it probably did. I mean, you didn't do anything to get white hair or... You know what the what, the, what, um, what hair? Well, you if can I see. let mine grow, there there is definitely yeah. white in there. But the point being is that you have to have the evaluated experience. So we we think of it as you know somebody like in Star Wars, is it you know Yoda or or Gandalf with a beard and very or Zen like Buddha kind of person who has this great wisdom that they impart. That's not really what we're talking about here. It it has to be evaluated experience. It doesn't, and I think, in a sense, that's one of the scary things about wisdom, is that it's not automatic. You know, physically, a child will grow up, God willing. You know, having had all the right, you know, support and nurture and food and everything like that. But growing a wisdom is not automatic. It has to be a deliberate choice and decision. And we've said this on, on a previous podcast as well. Is that there's a world of difference between one year of experience repeated 30 times and 30 years of experience that age is an interesting thing yeah because what happens is when you get older as well and correct me if you disagree is i think it's very easy to forget things 
not forget things as in memory, no. just forget the basics. And yeah. a child, yeah, who is very, very young, can say something that can make you just think, oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. Wow, yeah. isn't that amazing? And I think yes. that um You got an example that comes to mind or I, I'm just trying to think of one, but there have been many, many times. I'll tell you what put me in my place. My son was about five years old or four years old, and I was just messing about with him, and I was saying to him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he literally looked me in the face and he said, I want to be like you, Dad. And I thought, oh, that's sweet, but I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm <laughs> such a conflicted, insecure person. <laughs> it was very humbling. In a sense, to realise, you know, but that, they, don't, that, they haven't seen that. that. He was only four or five years old. He was yeah, tiny. but they, they've, they, yeah, but, they're, but, they're, but, you, yeah. but if you've, yeah. if that's how the impact you've you've rubbed off, then you've done a good job. Well, that's a four or five. I don't think I don't think you'll say that now. But anyway, because you, you know, like that, but yes. But kids, but kids have that amazing way of yeah. of reminding you, you know, yes, of, exactly. of who you no, are. No, that's the point there. And and you know what 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 you should do. And that they've got, you know, they're they're young. They're young. Like but that. but the, here we go. All right. So here's another little curveball for you. Yeah. All right. So because they're young. Yes. And because they're not corrupted, in one, are yeah. they more wise than us in many areas? Because they're seeing things in its purest form. They're just they're just listening to what's going yeah. on inside. They're not one. They're not wondering. Oh, the news made me feel like this, or that's happening, or you know, they might think, oh, I've you know, I've got a bit of homework to do or something. Yeah. You know, and kid, young kids do have that now, of course. But the question is, or I'm asking you, is would they, to a degree, have more wisdom? For us to learn from i think there's the wisdom in terms of the childlike simplicity that we could learn from because one of the beautiful things about children that sort of young age is that it's what you see is what you get there's no there's a transparency there's a, a sweetness about there's sweet yeah, a loveliness about them that is absolutely beautiful and that's i think there's something about you know walking in wisdom that is able to create that lack of guile that lack of trying to prove you know we talked about this in previous podcasts in terms of managing one's ego not trying to prove oneself not trying to compare oneself just being who you are that's 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 beautiful but it's not just you know actually we, we on page 138 i i quote from the book of proverbs and uh, this is what the writer of proverbs who is solomon says there are four things on earth that are small but essentially wise ants they aren't strong but they store up food all summer rock badgers they aren't powerful but they make their home among the homes among the rocks. Locusts, they have no king, but they march in formation. Lizards, they are easy to catch, but they are found even in king's palaces. Mm-hmm. So wise in, in, in a different sense, no, in the sense that wise about knowing how to navigate life, okay? They know who they've been created to be, and they live the way that they've been created. And we, in this confusing, complex, challenging, chaotic world, we are struggling to find meaning and where we're going and what we're doing and why we're here. I'll ask you a quick question. You, you talk about walking in wisdom mm. and then you talk about dancing in wisdom. Yeah. What's the difference? Ha! Great question. I think it starts off as a walk. I think what we're encouraging people is to begin to do that walk. But, you know, if you think about it, when you're dancing, you're engaging with your partner and you have to respond to what, they're doing and you have to keep in step with them and so life is like that life throw you know you mentioned curveballs life throws curves balls at you you know you can plan and decide where your life is going and something happens left field something happened you had no idea was going to happen 
and you've got to deal with it. And it can be small things, but it can be huge things. You know, you've got irritations and frustrations. You've got problems that that you're struggling with about getting things done. And then you've got the major devastations of life, you know, death. And, you know, I talked about my friend Bunty who died. And what do you do? You know, those problems can define you and basically they can keep you stuck, okay? They can diminish you, you can become a smaller person or they can develop you. And if you can learn to dance with wisdom, rather than fighting it, you can begin to, in a sense, say, okay, this has happened. It's not what I wanted, but I'm going to take this experience. I'm, you know, I'm going to redeem the experience and bring something good out of it. And I think that's what the dancing with wisdom is, is that you take life with all its complexity and its confusion and the things you don't want and the chaos. And you say, okay, I'll take what I've got and I'm going to make something beautiful for God out of it. Are you dancing with wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fellow. I mean, in a sense, you know, when, 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 this book is, an, is, a, is a dancing with wisdom. It's an evolutionary journey for me, and I've been fascinated by the subject of wisdom all my life. I've, I mean, I didn't know I was, you know. And I've said in previous podcasts, you know, I was a, I was that shy, geeky awkward kid who came as an immigrant from India, who didn't understand British culture, who didn't know how to relate to other people, who was, you know, I've got a, a younger brother who's seven years younger to me, but, you know, largely an only child, trying to make sense of life. And I've realised, you know, that's that's been part of my life journey. And I've been struggling to make sense of life. And it's become a passion. It's become an obsession. Um, and it's brought me to this point. And so, there are moments, yes, when I feel actually I'm dancing, but there are moments when I feel I'm falling flat on my face. Mm. And I think the key point is, and, you know, that's the third myth. I don't even, you know. Is, 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 I was about to read that, yeah, actually. Should I, the, is now well, a good yeah, time? Read it out, yeah, because yep, okay. it seems to the third myth. So yeah. the third myth is that by living in wisdom, everything will go well according to our plans or ideas. And that's certainly not the case if you're in a walk in wisdom, because we want, you know, we want a quick fix. We want a quick solution. Everything's sorted out. Everything's to go the way I want so I can get on with my agenda. So give me the solution so I can get on with what I, what I want to do. And there's no guarantee on that because life is so complex. It's so uncertain and it shouldn't be that way. You know, I hate to break it to you, Elliot, <laughs> but you're not God. And it's the same for me. I'm not God. I want to be God of my life. I want, you know, I mean, the other thing, confession is, to be honest with you, I'm a control freak. If I could control every aspect of my life, I would do it. But the problem is, I wouldn't need God. I disagree with that. I'm like, but you're, yeah. you're not, not the last line uh, where you said about being a control freak. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you are to a degree, but you're very, very open to listening. <laughs> like when, when, like when we just when we chat, right, you yeah. always are like sort of quiet and you listen and go, mm, yeah, and you acknowledge it, right. and. Which I, which I think is great. And that's, that goes back to what we were saying earlier on. I believe that we have to acknowledge each other and acknowledges, acknowledging the, the, the pros and, and even like the, the maybe not the not so positives as well, to truly be in sync with ourselves to be able to at least walk with wisdom heading towards the dance. Yes. So I, I mentioned about the children earlier. There's one thing I didn't mention is that, I mean, has this ever happened to you? Where I go, oh, darling, you really you shouldn't do that, um, mm. sweetheart. And 
he or she won whoever um which one of my two children my uh come on, say, daddy, but daddy you you did it. Yeah, you the same thing and i'm like ah <laughs> dad, exactly. dad hang on could you stay there darling? i've got to go to the uh garage again get a spade <laughs> yeah, yeah. um and yeah, dig yeah. myself a hole but yeah. but what i so what i do at that out, point yeah. what i do at that point is i make sure that i say to them so they're learning hey, do you know what sweetheart daddy was wrong yes and i'm sorry I'm sorry. I was wrong. I should, you know, thank you for telling me you've just taught me something, you know? So at least we're trying to build them up for a future of wisdom themselves. Absolutely. And I think this is important thing to say is that it's it's important not to rest on your laurels. So I'm always sobered by the life of King Solomon who wrote Proverbs, who wrote uh, the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, who was called the wisest man who ever lived. And yet when you read his life, the tragedy of Solomon is that he never actually lived up to the incredible wisdom that he'd been gifted. So he actually went and disobeyed God in specific areas where he was told not to. So, you know, he collected a massive amount of wealth. He married, I think, it was 600 wives and 400 concubines. He really went overboard. And he, in many ways, his life was a huge disappointment, even though on an intellectual level, he had this incredible wisdom. So it's really sobering because the th- key thing, and that's what we want to get past you, see, is, is the myth that everything will go well and everything will be hunky-dory and, and brilliant. Eugene Peterson says it's not, you see, and this is what I love about the biblical scripture, which I, which you don't see. I mean, maybe you see it in our world because one of the things you know, we talked about in the last podcast about celebrity culture, and one of the things that the media love to do is show you the dirt about people who appear as celebrities. And so we very quickly, we know how hypocritical their lives are the mess they make you know and you know it's it, it's the same with any of us you look at anybody's life closely you're going to find things that they're going to be ashamed embarrassed about you know that, that don't don't match up but i love the way eugene peterson says because he talks about the biblical scripture he talks about the mistakes so many of the biblical characters make and i mentioned solomon but he says the key thing though is not about whether they were living as it were good moral lives he says it, the key thing is the intensity with which they live Godwards, the thoroughness in which all the details of their lives are included in God's word to them, in God's action in them. It is these persons who are conscious of participating in what God is saying and doing who are most human, most alive. So this dancing with wisdom, the partner, if you like, is God himself. He's the one who we're dancing with. He is, in a sense, orchestrating the good, the bad and the ugly not to say that he wants terrible things to happen, but he uses the bad in our lives to teach us things and to train us and to grow us. And that's what the dance is. But it's a daily dance. And I have to live with that humble, conscious awareness that it's easy for me to get off track. It's easy for me to start dancing to another tune mm. rather than to the music that he's, he's calling me to listen to. So do you think that this is something that should be taught in the curriculum? Wow. Certainly. I mean, I think, what has education been about? I mean, education, (laughs) I start off the chapter uh, on the assumptions is that uh, Mark Twain's lovely quote is, I never let school interfere with my education. Hmm. And uh, what is education? And education ultimately should be preparation for life. And yes, there's a place for three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic. There's a place for history. There's a place for all these things. But I think, again, one of the tragedies, I think, of modern life is we live in a modern, secular, or maybe postmodern, secular world that has no space 
for the infinite, no space for the eternal, so no space for the bigger questions of life. And so we've lost the plot. What are we educating people for? And, you know, even if you take out that issue, with technology, we're educating our people for a future that we don't even can hardly comprehend. And I think these are major upheavals that are happening in the world now, is that what's the point of spending thousands and thousands on a university degree if that means that you're not going to get a, a job afterwards? What does that mean? You know, what are the skills that you need to develop to actually grow and function and thrive in life? That's a great question. Yeah. It's a, it's a great, it's a, a lot very, of wisdom. it's a great question. Needs a lot of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. Like you could be the number one in your class at reading, oh, writing, yeah, yeah. this, everything like that. But sometimes you just see someone and you go, they're going to be all right. Yeah. You know, well, they may I, not, they may not be the top of the, top of the class yeah. or anything like that, but you think they're going to be all right because they've got that's something. And I think that we need to, you know, bring up, the future, but I've talked about children a lot. I think it's because they're so poignant in my life. But, yeah. you know, we are all children at the end of the day. And even if we just start this journey um, towards wisdom, it's almost like we are starting from the beginning again. We are children yes. and looking to grow within wisdom. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's the exciting thing because we are no longer or I am no longer at the centre of the universe. I know that someone who's, who sees the bigger picture and that relationship with God provides that. It takes the pressure off me having to sort it out and solve the problems of the world. You know, I say to somebody the other day is that who, who, somebody who's struggling with a lot of worry, and I was saying that when you worry, you're basically putting yourself at the centre of the universe, but that place is already taken. Okay, <laughs> That job's taken. You don't need to take that job. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good way of looking at it. And, you know, some people actually come to rely on worrying. Yeah. Yeah, they they come to rely on it. Yes, that's and, right. Uh, you, you it know, becomes take, an identity. That's the, that's yeah. the problem. It becomes an identity. Now, what's the matter? Are you okay? Yeah, what's yeah. The I'm fine. Yeah. Are you sure? You sound a bit. No, honestly, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. You positive because you can always talk to me. No, no, seriously. Yeah. Be quiet. Yeah. I am fine. Thank I'm you. Fine. Yeah. Why don't you take some of this for you? I've got plenty of it. Take it. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Okay, so uh, dancing with wisdom, and we're talking about challenging our assumptions, yes. not taking for things for granted. Yes. Okay, so let's wrap this up. And I think mm. with this topic, I think it'd be quite good to pick individual topics that people could take as an assumption or take for granted uh, down down the line and do an extra podcast just dealing with some of those everyday yes. things and if you actually got any ideas about other assumptions that we make that get in the way of what it means to walk and dance with wisdom it'd be great to know yeah, I'm, yeah be absolutely because fast, fast, you know, again we are learning with you you know i may have written the book but i'm just as much learning and as you know it along with with everybody else yeah do you know what i hope do you know what i wish for this podcast i wish that in you know very near future when lockdown all this happened, that uh, we can be in a room with people who are on this quest with us, sit in the audience, and we can ask them questions and give them a microphone and we can have a discussion with them. That'd be amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing. I, I wish for that to happen. Um, okay, so let's wrap it up. 60 yes. seconds, go for it. So we've talked about the assumptions that we make and we've talked about three basic assumptions that if I'm walking in wisdom, dancing in wisdom, that it's just about good old plain common sense. And it's not, it's, it's, it's you know, common sense is not common practice. That's, that's what we've tried to outline there. Then we've also said that if I am going to walk in wisdom, then that wisdom comes with age. And we've said, 
it's not age necessary. Experience by itself is not enough. It's evaluate experience. You need just to, to stop and think, I expected this to happen and that's what happened. You know, it's engaging with reality rather than a fantasy that I have in my mind. And then we say that finally that the third thing about, the third myth is that if I walk and dance with wisdom, that everything will go according to plan and that I have somehow a stress-free life. And that's by no means the case guaranteed at all. In fact, it may cause more problems, but what you begin to realize is that there's a bigger picture, there's a bigger purpose, there's a bigger plan behind this. And then that's exciting because it's not all about me. It's much bigger than that. Absolutely. I think that's a great place to finish it right there. That's fantastic. So uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, do, do, do leave us a little comment, give us a thumbs up and subscribe. Um, We would love to reach out to more people with this podcast, more people to join us on this quest, hear what they have to say. So do please leave a comment or a question and we'll do our best to address that. If not in the comment box, then on one of these podcasts. And please do, if you're listening to the podcast, please do give rate us five stars and tell your friends and and share it with people. Leave us a nice comment so we may reach yeah, out and, to and, more and just to add on that point is the reason why you know Elliot's saying and we're keen for you to you know give it high rating and, and to let tell people so that more people can benefit. I think that's really important. I mean, it's nice to have lots of people listening, and you know, it makes our egos feel good as well. But more importantly than that is that we live in a world where people really are struggling for lack of wisdom. I mean, it's tragic, you know, when you see the mess people make of their lives and you think if you had a bit more wisdom, you know, you could have avoided that. And hopefully, you know, as as, as we share and talk about that, you know, we can help. And so it's about being more, more of a light where there is so much darkness around. Absolutely. And it's something that we can all do together. So uh, if you want to get in touch, we can get in touch with Sunil by... Yeah, drsunil.com is the website. You can contact us from there. And as always, you can get hold of me at Elliot, two L's, two T's, at monkeynutuk.com or on the Monkeynut audiobook, Instagram or Facebook posts. Sunil, again, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you, Elliot. Thank you. You've been listening to the Dancing with Wisdom podcast, presented by Sunil Rahija and Elliot Frisbee. For details on the Dancing with Wisdom book and its accompanying workbook, please visit drsunil.com. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, then please share it, give it a thumbs up on YouTube, and help it to grow by giving it a nice review. Life's challenges can diminish, define, or develop you. Which one will it be? Make sure you hunger for the wise one. The choice is yours.